0: Hey mama, so today I really wanted to talk about the difference between selling from a place of desperation versus selling from a place of service and how both can impact yourselves. Now at times, you know, you may not be realizing that you're selling from a place of desperation. So it is something that we really have to be mindful of when we are selling in our content and when we are engaging with our community. And so that is what we're gonna talk about today. Um, really just making sure that you understand the importance of connecting with your audience and what that actually looks like when you're selling from a place of service versus a place of desperation. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Hey mama. Are you tired of feeling stressed and overwhelmed, trying to grow your online business with your babies at home? You desire more flexibility in your day, allowing you to pour into your family, yourself, and your business without running yourself into the ground. Mama, you can build your dream business and do it in a way that fits your current season of life. And I'm going to show you exactly how. Welcome to the Mama Turn Mompreneur podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, daughter of the king, wife, mama of two, and life and business coach for mompreneurs. On this podcast, you will learn business strategies made for mamas just like you, who desire to be successful CEOs and fully present mamas without stress or overwhelm. So whether you're an entrepreneur who transitioned to a mompreneur or a mama turned mompreneur, I am here to support you. So grab your coffee, notebook, and pen, put in those earbuds, and let's dig in. Okay, so are you selling from a place of desperation or service? So I want to say this. People know they can feel if we are being desperate for sales, if we are selling from a place of desperation. It shows in how we talk about our offers, and how we interact with our community. And this can happen whether you're selling to your community or even trying to, you know, re-sign past clients or different things like that. So some of the ways that this can show up, this selling out of, out of desperation, this selling from a place of desperation is one being pushy or trying to pressure potential clients into a sale. Now, if you've been on the receiving side of this, you know how that feels. It makes you very uncomfortable. It makes you very guarded. And so that is going to impact sales. Nobody wants to invest in someone who is not creating a safe space. Another way that this selling from a place of desperation can show up is say you are met with an objection, you know, maybe it's a financial objection, it's a time objection or, you know, something along the lines of that. And instead of, you know, having a simple conversation or talking it through with the person, you're making it into this huge problem. And even trying to guilt the person Into ignoring that objection and investing in your offer. And again, you may have been on the receiving side of this and it's not a fun feeling. I get like people have different philosophies when it comes to objections. And I do believe like time objections, that's something you can talk about, you know, how your program is structured and how it supports people who are only able to dedicate, you know, a certain amount of time to the program or different things like that. You know, there are strategies for that and doing it in a way that's not gross or icky or anything like that. I will say that when it comes to the financial objections, this is my own personal opinion. I don't feel like that is something that people need to be handled on. Now, if you've given them all the the information up front and even letting them know that there are payment plans, different things like that, and they're still saying they can't invest, they really may not be able to invest. They really may be in a place right now where they are living paycheck to paycheck, where finances are really tight, and you have to respect that. And that will go a long way compared to you trying to talk them out of it, trying to tell them it's a mindset thing or whatever. Because when they are in the position to invest and if you didn't make them feel guilty, make them feel bad, didn't make it an uncomfortable experience for them, when they have the money to invest, they're going to come back and invest with you because they're going to remember how you treated them when they said that they couldn't invest financially. So that's just something to keep in mind because I know that they're There's content out there, and I've been seeing it more lately where people are telling you how to navigate financial objections. And it's honestly, it's really gross. (laughs) I don't like how they do it. And I know everybody has their own way of doing things, but you just want to make sure, again, that you're coming from a place of service, that you aren't encouraging people to go into debt to invest in your offer. That's not cool. That's not the answer. Even if you can guarantee that they will make X amount, I still just think that that is gross. (laughs) Like we do not need to be going into debt, investing in people's programs and different things like that. that. That's just not cool. Anyways, let me get off my soapbox. Okay, so another sign of selling from a place of desperation is someone telling the potential client, that they are the perfect fit for their offer, but they don't actually know the person. They don't know anything about their life, their business, anything like that. They really don't know if the person is a good fit. And I threw this one in here because I had that happen to me. It was funny to me because the person who was trying to pitch me for coaching I knew for a fact that they focused only on Instagram as a marketing strategy and that's what they taught their clients. And if anybody knows me, they would know like, oh no, Andrea is not a good fit for that because she's not an Instagram person. Like, <laughs> And so I was like, I, I didn't even respond to the email, but I was just like, that's interesting. Like, <laughs> But it doesn't feel genuine, right? Like somebody telling you that you're a perfect fit for their offer, yet what they're telling you about the offer does not sound like you would make a perfect fit. And this is like your first time interacting with them or maybe you've only had a few interactions with them, but you don't actually have a relationship with them. And so that's something we don't wanna do. That's like, that's coming from a place of desperation when you start telling people they're a perfect fit for your offer Yet you don't really know them. And the other thing with that, too, is that if you do end up getting the person in your program and then they really aren't a good fit, well, now you're both gonna be mad. They're gonna be mad because they're not gonna get the actual results that they desire because they weren't a good fit. And then you're gonna be mad because they're probably gonna be bashing your program. So you really wanna make sure somebody is a good fit for your program before you start pitching them on it. Okay. And then the other sign of selling from a place of desperation is, you know, when engaging with their content, you're making it all about you and not truly like having a genuine interaction with the person. You can feel when someone is just, you know, messaging, like responding to your Instagram stories or something, when they're like doing that fake trying to get to know you like it's not really genuine like you can feel that and so you don't want to do that because again that's just going to turn the person off like they're already cold they're going to be ice cold like (laughs) you know how we have like you have a cold lead a warm lead a hot lead they're going to be an ice cold lead you don't want that that's just going to make it harder To build that relationship. And so you want to be genuine. Like you actually want to make sure that you are truly interested in, you know, whatever they're posting about in their stories that you're responding to and everything. Like don't just respond to stuff to respond to stuff because, oh, okay, that's gonna get me one step closer to turning them into a client. Like you can't go into it with that mindset. So doing these types of things implementing these types of strategies, like that can really turn your community cold and cause them to stop trusting you. Like it is a complete turnoff and they're not going to want to invest their money in you. And so that is why like in life and seasons coaching, like one of the core pillars that we focus on is building deeper connections with your community. Without relationships, you will not see conversions Or if you do, they're going to be sporadic. And I will also say, too, is that the people you get into your program, if you haven't truly gotten to know them, they most likely will not be a good fit for your program. So that's why you really want to build connections for people, like not just, you know, trying to convert people into your offers, but really just getting to know them, making sure that. They're a good fit, and you're a good fit to help them because it's a two way street. So, we have to remember that people buy from people. So, it's critical to connect with people on a human level instead of just seeing them as another way to hit our income goals and different things like that. We always want to sell from a place of service. I love to think of selling as an invitation, but I'm not going to invite somebody into my home without getting to know them first. And that's the same thing. Like, you don't want to start inviting people to, you know, do these things like you without getting to know them because they really may not be a good fit for your program. You really may not be the best coach for them right now, especially like depending on what their greatest need is. And this is something that really needs to be considered because we're finding that like in the coaching industry, people are bad mouthing coaches. But I think one of the biggest problems is that they're getting people into their programs, but not fully vetting them out to make sure that this is actually a good fit for them to make sure that you're both on the same page that Your program is going to bring about the transformation and the results that they currently need, like what their greatest need is right now. You know, it's not just about getting any and everybody into your program. You want people who actually need what you have to offer. That is how you get the testimonials. That is how you can create these amazing case studies for how you got client from point A to point Z. So that's like selling from a place of service, like you are providing a service, but you need to actually make sure the people you are pitching your services to need the services. So when it comes to selling from a place of service, like I said, you see selling as an invitation to work with you, not that you have to make a sale. It's an invitation. You're just inviting them. I already kind of talked about this, but again, not trying to handle people's objections. And I'm not saying don't address the objections. It's just that like if you've given them all the information that they need, you have addressed those objections and everything. If they still say no, it's okay. You in that situation, you can try downselling them into a lower offer or you can direct them to your free content. So if you have a podcast, if you have a blog, a YouTube channel, whatever that may be, if you have a free Facebook community, they just may need a little bit more nurturing, and that's okay. But I will say this. If you speak to their objections well in your content, then this isn't going to be a major issue when you get to the sales conversation. That is why it's important in your content, whether it's email content, podcast content, on socials, you do create content that addresses those objections. So that way, they can get that out of their mind, like, okay, that's not actually a problem. So I can do this. So that's one little workaround for the objections. But again, if it's like really a problem, like they really don't have the money, it's okay. (laughs) Okay, and then, like I've already mentioned, but this, I want to stress this again. Admitting when someone is not a good fit for your program or offer. This is important. I've already talked about why, but really just keep that in mind. Like, not everybody is going to be a good fit to work with you, and that's okay. Because there's plenty of people who are, who need your services. They need your greatness, need all your wisdom and guidance and expertise, but there are gonna be some people who they're just not a good fit and that's okay. So when it comes to selling, you wanna make sure that you're checking that desperate energy at the door. If you are feeling the pressure to make a sell, I recommend not selling in that moment. Instead, provide value to your community, engage with them to build relationships. You know, selling from a place of desperation is going to do more damage than good. It's literally like the leads that you've been nurturing and cultivating relationships with. If you start coming at them from a place of desperation, that's just going to set them back. They're going to go from being semi-warm, being lukewarm. Now they go into ice cold because you didn't mess up. So do not come at people from a place of desperation. Now, if you are looking for that support with really learning how to build deeper connections with your community and fully understanding like, okay, how can I tell whether or not somebody is a good fit for my offer? How can I create content that attracts those best fit clients? That is what we do in Life and Seasons Coaching. So head on over to com forward slash coaching. You can learn more about this program, my one-on-one coaching, and you can apply. I do look at the applications. They are very detailed. And I do this because I want to make sure that this coaching program is a good fit for you. I am not in the business to just bring people in so I can hit my income goals. I want to make sure that what I'm offering is what you actually need right now. So if you want to see if you're a good fit, head on over to mamatermompreneur.com forward slash coaching. All right, mama, I'll catch you in the next episode. Well, mama, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoyed today's episode, will you do me a favor and follow the podcast and leave a review? Hitting that follow button and sharing your thoughts about the podcast are the best ways to ensure that other mamas like you find this show. Your review also lets me know if you're enjoying this podcast, so make sure to share your thoughts before you go. All right, mama, I'll catch you in the next episode.